Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Yeah, yeah, Mark Bickley, here we are. Sounds like we're in someone's bathroom today, apparently, according to one of our text messages, because we are, we're in Studio Lumo 2.0. We're in 2KW. We're just having a look in, I feel like we're in the boardroom, really, and we've just set up the studio, which is brilliant, by the way. It's still high-quality stuff, but it's different. The Feng Shui's out. You're a bit skew-whiff today. Yeah, um, I uh, had a really restless night last night. I was woken up a few times so a few times i'm just uh reset yeah your hair's a bit weird yeah i shaved my head yesterday but also you've um you've stumbled a bit quick bix pathetic um well, to be fair like when you're getting quizzed on players called travis in the nfl like it's travis not, kelsey played in the super bowl for the kansas city but chiefs it's not exactly my strong suit no but i don't i shouldn't just play to your strengths what i should what i should play for and towards is your growth opportunities too. Yeah, there's plenty of them. Um, and I noticed that you're you're mocking me each week by putting a song in there that I have to sing. No, I just what I like doing, and what I've said to you from day one, is that you are actually quite funny. You like to have a bit of fun, and I think that in the most respectful way possible, people are only learning this about you this year. What you think? Most people just think I'm boring. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, not boring. I just feel that in your other life, you didn't have room to showcase a lot of your personality and that was your role. <laughs> so I would like to think that as your little brother, much younger little brother, um, I'm showcasing the real Mark Bickley because we're about being authentic and stuff. That's and you're it. actually quite funny. You're cre- Well, you're not creative, but you're funny. <laughs> um, hardworking. You are very hardworking. No, you are just I, in a I'm, different way. Yeah. And not here, but the other stuff you do, you commit to. But no, in serious, that's why I have some fun with it because I think that the good thing about what we do is we don't have to ask like, oh, are you okay with this? You okay? We just know. Mm. So it's good. That's it. And if if it, things don't go your way. Yeah, I generally punch you. In the ribs. Mm. And I've had a couple removed now, but that's for another thing. So no, that's right. no one, We don't condone violence. No, we also don't condone it because um, you just said we don't condone it. Which I don't know what it means because you also called Jacob Van Royen Jacob DeRoyen today. It sounds like DeLorean. We were which talking Back to the about, Future Two is the greatest just, movie of all time. A bit of context on that. Oh, okay. We were talking about De Saint. Yeah, the DJ is going to be playing after the Sandful Grand Final, mm. and I was messing around yep. saying, you know, not the Saints and the Tigers and the Power, and then Tom DeConing, yeah, Sam DeConing, and then we ended up with DeRoyen. Yeah, come out of my mouth. Yeah, and it was funny. Like, because when you stumble, we, we like to do that stuff. Oh, unbelievable. So we had a good show today. We spoke to Thunder Power, the mascot from the Power, <laughs> Dean Brogan, um, who gave a very good insight into his thoughts about Port Adelaide. But also, I'm glad um, I asked about Adam Kingsley. Mm. Uh, you told me to ask about that, and I'm glad you did that because he's massive. But also, he's had experience at the Saints, at the Tigers, so building a very nice coaching resume and the players obviously play for him, which is good. I had a look at some of those boys last night, the Giants boys. I was just Googling them and I've got this weird thing where I like to see how many games players have played mm-hmm. to see their experience. Geez, they have good players that are very inexperienced. Tom Green only played a handful of games. Sam Taylor, all Australian. Tom Green's 21. Yeah. Oh, Sam Taylor, a handful of games. And like these kids are like... 
This is what we thought would happen to the Giants, that they would get rid of all of their young kids going to other clubs. You know, when Patton left and Cameron left and Boyd um, ended up leaving, you thought, okay, cool. So they've stuffed that up. They're going to have no kids because they invested in so much top-end talent. And now the kids are playing well. It's not just that. It's it's Hopper and Taranto and, yeah. you know, who I'm just sure, I'm trying to think of others, but there's there's been stacks that have... Um, that have exited the joint, but they've just been able to keep resetting. Wasn't Bobby Hill one of the players that left as well? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Bobby Hill at the Giants? So they've they've done really well with again. I don't Dylan want to sound Shield, disrespectful, but Dylan's um, uh, 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 Devin Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a bunch of no no names, as in big name, high profile players that are just you know we always say, oh, if these boys were playing in a Victorian team, we'd know yeah. who they are. But I think they like playing that yeah. way. Which is really good. Yeah, a bit under the radar. But anyway, they um, what they've been able to do is they've kept that <clears throat> core group together, which is Toby Green, Whitfield, Kelly, Canelio. Um, they've been able to bring Jesse Hogan in, who's doing really well. Sam Taylor's been amazing. Like Sam Taylor made the All Australian team last year. Yeah. Hardly ever. You wouldn't know him if you walked past him in Rundle Mall. Now he's done it again the second year, which is pretty phenomenal. So he's playing really good footy. Toby Bedford's been an amazing recruit for them. He brings speed and vitality. Uh, Daniels is great as well, smaller player who um, yeah just gets on the scoreboard as well. So they've got lots of lots of great talented players and yeah, Callum Brown, good size, good power. I had to Google Callum Brown because I thought he was related to Gavin Brown, mm, and he's another, not. That's his, it's another one. Mm. There's another Callum Brown. Mm. Yeah, um, so that was a cool story. Drafted to. Collingwood as well. Yeah. Tyler Brown, no longer. Mm. Delisted. Do you know what? The uh, list manager of the Crow said to Tyler Brown, who's Justin Reed. he looked at him and said, Talk to the hand. <laughs> Talk to the hand. <laughs> Works better if we've got a visual on that, because I had a hand up like a... Yeah, you're lucky there's no cameras in here because of the amount of stuff you flogged today. <laughs> So you'd get busted, mate. Anything. Tea towels. Like a traffic policeman with my Fruit. hand up saying, stop. Stationary. Talk to the hand. This is the other thing you did today. Let it rain. <laughs> that um, is that staying with us no, for our weather updates. I I knew that it, was, it wasn't right, but I knew it had rain in it and I just, I went with it. You backed it in, mate. You backed yourself in. It's um, like Blink 181. I'm so unhappy with myself. I oh, know. We spoke to Bryce Gibbs. I'm going to give you a leave pass today, though, because you um, are fatigued. Bryce Gibbs joined us. Quick Bix was horrific in the best way possible. <laughs> Let it rain. And uh, plenty more. I feel a bit fluey today, actually. Do I sound fluey? Oh, dear. Well, now you tell me. Can I just leave? Who mm. was my favorite cricketer, Greg Fluett? <laughs> Let it rain. You are fatigued. Let's go. Okay, podcast. see, here's the podcast. Bye. Local tyre power, Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Wednesday is here already. Good morning to you. We are live in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. A big thanks to Chemist Warehouse, so you can head in there for great savings every day. Well, Mark Bickley, as I say good morning to you, we're... We're kind of in Studio Lumo. If you're listening on the app today, you won't be able to see us in Studio Lumo. It's a, it's a bit unusual. Talk us through what you're looking at at the moment. Yes, well, we're in uh, the SEN building, but we're in a different studio. What's this studio? This is Studio 2. Yes, yep. We are because um, it's like 2KW. Um, it's the other side of the road. Yeah, and 
um, to be honest, um, it's, it's apparently what I'm looking at on the screen. It's called the Sam Fantasia Studio. <laughs> We've been kicked out of Studio Lumo by Cane Corns. Let's just let's just be honest here. We're honest with our audience. We were honest yesterday with Stu from Handorf. Yes. We are honest today that Kane has said, move over. Um, I'm going to put my car in Sam Fantasia, our producer's car park. He's done that. We're here. Well, the, the, let's just be brutally frank and honest. Well, I'll still be Jared. There's a. <laughs> you can be honest or frank. I'll be frank. <laughs> you can be brutally, Thank you. brutally honest. Uh, uh, there's a pecking order. It's, there's a pecking order. It's like. We talked about Ollie Wines yesterday being pushed out to the wing. We've been pushed out to the wing because there's a better midfielder. JHF's just strolled into town. I feel like I'm heading towards Riley Bonner territory. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a... Well, we shouldn't laugh because it's someone else's livelihood. But Correct. Yeah, it's, um, it is what it is. Yeah, well, we're here thanks to Ty Power. Their big te- footy final sale is now on. Um, thank you to Ty Power. I thought we were a team and... The things that I notice when we come and sit in this studio today and you have a look around is that when you get into a different environment, um, you see a few different things. So we're we're basically in the offices here of SENSA where a lot of our staff work. um, We've met them once and they do a fantastic job. But you've managed to just do some private eye work and go through everybody's desk and you've grabbed a signet boost power bank you've grabbed a handful of sandful tickets and you're going to walk out here with an extra bag full of stuff that's not how it works at all how did it work none of that i'm not rifling through anyone's stuff jared it's a a terrible accusation i watched it happen Okay. <laughs> no comment? No, well, you, you, what do you want me to say? I'm, I, I'm not going to uh, humour you by arguing because you know that it's not true. Okay. Um, can I tell you a Riley Bonner story? Yes, please. Because at 7 o'clock, we're going to talk about the delistings. And as you said, we don't want to make light of it because it's a it's a challenging time for the um, the eight players, so the, the combined players from Adelaide and Port Adelaide. And um, Matthew Wright also calling time yesterday in his career after yes. 300 Sanford and AFL games. Um, Riley Bond is an interesting one because I, I kind of mentioned to you yesterday, I thought that he was probably in a bit of trouble. Yep. He was playing in the, the sandful for the back half of the year. And he was one of those players that, um, always probably played between eight to 12 games a season. And then, um, towards the back end of the year, probably didn't feature. He played really well in a final a couple of years ago. I remember yep. at Adelaide Oval. I reckon that was the, the Bulldogs. Game, I think so. It? Um, so before COVID struck, there was a Italian night that the Port Adelaide Football Club had. So they had this Italian night committee. We got together at the venue and it was a huge fundraiser where um, all of the players would go and sit at sponsors' tables or whoever the um, uh, whoever had purchased the opportunity to sit next to these players. We had entertainment. There was a, a wine wall and auction, a really good fundraiser because, you know, the Port Adelaide Football Club has a really strong Italian community too. Yep. And... Uh, I was hosting this event alongside my co-host on Match Day, Rosie Panetta. Now, that works in really well because Rosie's Italian and um, it was an Italian night. So they were saying words that I didn't really understand because my English isn't really that good anyway. Mm. Um, 
And it got to the stage where we would one by one introduce the player and send them to the sponsor's table. That's it. So it was great. So at this point, we'd start off with number one and Travis Boak was captain and you'd go through the list. This was the year that Sam Pepper made his mark on the the AFL where people were comparing his don't argue to Dustin Martin. There was actually yes. a, a Sam Pepper don't argue football being auctioned off. He'd go through the list. Continue on. We went through number six. I think Angus Monfries was there at the time and Hamish Hartlett. And has we this had, got a punchline Yeah, to it, it does okay, because well, it was Rosie's opportunity when we got to number 26. And yeah. Rosie uh, was about to introduce Riley and Rosie was new to the club. And she said, all right, who wants to bid on number 26, Riley Bonar? <laughs> we are so juvenile. I had to stop and say, I'm sorry. And she's like, yeah, Riley Bona. Yeah. And I said, uh, Rosie, it's actually Riley Bonner. Hmm. And Riley's look of disappointment and embarrassment thing was, um, was memorable. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking at Riley played one game in 2016, three in 2017, 19 in 2018, 19 in 2019, then went nine, 14, 17, yeah. and 11 this year. So, yeah, the last four years, what's that, 23... 40, 50, he's averaged 12 and a half games a year. So, yeah, exactly how you said it. And this year didn't really sort of feature um, much after round 16. So the last six or seven games just had uh, a one game in that last little bit. So, yeah, pref others preferred, you, you would think. So at 7 o'clock this morning, as I said, a long time, alongside more team group fleet, seven massive brands, I also want your perspective and your insight into how the delisting process works, how the news is delivered, how it's generally received. So I want you to have a think about that from your experience at Adelaide, but also, yep. you know, a lot of players um, throughout the, the competition who – have gone through that. I think it will be um, a really good insight into a reality which which really hits these footballers now. But then also, um, what happens next and how do the Players Association step in and, mm. and things like that. So have a think about that, Biggs. Today we are going to be speaking to uh, Dean Brogan, who was a Port Adelaide Premiership player, but uh, part of the uh, Giants squad. And also yeah, um, Bryce Gibbs, our very own at SENSA, who is a big Carlton Nuffy now. Now, he was in the change rooms. Did I see that correctly he after was. the game? Bryce got into trouble, remember, um, before he had retired from the AFL by tweeting baggers on social media when the Blues won and he was still part of the Adelaide setup. <laughs> so that, that caused a little bit of a stir. Um, and there's a lot to talk about today. Travis Boak, we're going to cover. Um, Ollie Wines has been spoken about. We mentioned Ollie Wines yesterday and his role in the midfield. And most importantly, we want to hear from you. So our number zero four two seven one five four one double six. if you want to send in a text or if you want to call us and you're listening on the app, you can press a button there and it just says call and you'll call directly or one 736 736 I wanted to give my daughter a shout out if that's okay. Please do. It's a special day for her. Yeah, it's Rain's seventh birthday today. And I was really proud yesterday because they had their last basketball training of 2023. Mm. Um, I recall speaking to you about uh, taking her to basketball. She wanted to play. I was really disappointed with one of the educators at the school saying, oh, you should play this sport because your dad would want you to do it. And I don't really care what my daughter does mm. as long as she's happy. But um, I took her to basketball. Game one. Uh, one of the most traumatic experiences I've had as a father because she didn't want a bar of it. She wanted absolutely nothing to do with it and she hated every second of it. Yes. 
and I spoke to her and said, uh, okay, well, let's go for let's go for game two if you want to, and we'll see how we go. From there, the confidence just grew with her, and she's now, I call her a defensive pit bull because she just, she has a crack. She doesn't have the uh, ability or the strength yet to actually make a basket, but the defensive pressure she puts on is outstanding. And um, they've, they've stopped for 2023 because there's not enough players. But yesterday, the coaches, who were brilliant, they were a couple of parents, they uh, said, oh, let's all get around and um, we'll give out our awards mm-hmm. for 2023. And my daughter won the most improved player. Most improved. Very happy with that. And it is. she a, was impressed. It's a feather in her cap. But the, the, the thing I noticed, Bix, and you may notice this with your kids, is the humility mm. is non-existent. So the coaches were standing around saying, it's time to hand out the awards and let's go to most improved. So my daughter put her hand up and said, well, that's obviously me. Well, and then we go. got to the um, the best and fairest. And a young kid, Levi, stood up and said, yep, that's me. I'm definitely the best player this year. Oh, what happened? Uh, he won it. Oh, good. And he was the best player this year because he didn't pass the ball. So <laughs> I, in the off-season, will have a chat to Levi's parents and just say, I reckon Levi needs to probably work on his Josh Giddy assists. Aim for Is the that triple your double. job, do you think? Absolutely not. No. Exactly. I stay far away I'm from it. Just trying to sort of let you navigate that little minefield. Yeah, I, I know this is why we work so well together as friends and partners because you will say to me, "You're being an idiot, yeah, Jared." Just, just leave that one alone. And that's that's, that's a good discussion that the coach could have with the player, not someone else's dad. No, you know it was good though. They um they did send a message a couple of weeks ago saying. Hey guys, if you want to see how some basketballers play, the Australian Boomers are on TV right now. And I don't know the parents that well, but I took a selfie saying, I got you covered. And I was sent them a photo of me with Patty Mills. Oh, wow. There's a <laughs> that's, flex. That's why they don't talk to me. <laughs> it's 12 minutes past six on SENSA. Um, we've got some big prizes today as well. We've got Sandful Grand Final tickets, which is going to be brilliant. We also have your opportunity to head to Hotel Grand Chancellor. Um, we're kicking goals with Grand Chancellor Adelaide's free extras. We stayed there last week because oh, that was incredible. Fabulous. Enjoyed the hospitality, the food, the Sebastian's bar was very nice. What you will get is overnight accommodation for two people in a king or a twin room. Uh, You'll get parking. You'll get a food and beverage credit too. Uh, It's very easy to win. We have all the detail very soon. But as we said, if you want to get involved in the show, 0427154166. You can send us a text. 17 degrees today. It is SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. 18 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Wednesday, the 20th of September, 2023. Um, our Adelaide 36ers in action last night in the NBL Blitz. Mark Bickley, uh, look, if you're in a local basketball team and you love your coach, together with the advertiser, we are looking for Australia's basketball super coach. There's a prize pool including cash, merchandise, NBL experiences worth over $10,000 for your local club, your coach and you, plus register to play super coach for your chance to win a bonus, $2,500. So just go to iCanWin.com.au for more details. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. 
Yes, indeed. It's an opinion and we've all got them. And today in our Bricky brainstorm, should Travis Boak be offered a new contract in 2024? That is the question we are asking because it's the question everyone's asking at the moment. Uh, exit interviews are going on down at Alberton. Um, Tom Jonas had, sorry, Tom Jonas, Travis Boak had his yesterday uh, and was a little bit more buoyant, I must say, yesterday than what he was straight after the game or the day after the game. I think the sort of body language and the demeanour, most people thought that he'd played his last game. It looked like it. Adelaide. And lots of lots of people were going up to him as well. Phil Davis from the Giants and Stephen Cornelio was doing that. It, it felt like um, he was looking quite reflective as that was potentially the last time he mm. would have played on Adelaide Oval as a Port Adelaide player. So let's have a Trav yesterday. That was good. Uh, really good chat, um, but still, yeah, still working through a few things, few details, and um, but it was a really positive chat. Is Offer on the, on the table. table? Uh, still working through a lot of that stuff. So um, yeah, I'll speak with my management and we'll sort of go from there. But it was, it was a positive chat. Is there any timeline you're going to work towards? Uh, no, this is like a, obviously a big decision. So um, yeah, we'll take as long as we need to. And go. So what do you make of it, Bix? This is on our uh, X or Twitter today at 1629 SENSA. Um, Trav obviously wants to stay at Port Adelaide. Yep. And the club haven't made that decision if they're going to make room for him to be part of that. That, that. That's exactly what it is. So Travis said he's got plenty in the body, still got the fire in the belly, wants to be there. Um, intimated that that if it's not Port Adelaide, he won't play. Like that's I, I really I sort of like that. I remember in my era, Doug Hawkins, who was the most legendary Footscray player of all time, finished his last year uh, at Fitzroy. Um, and it just didn't look right, didn't feel right. Mick Martin, the same at, at uh, North Melbourne champion, ended up at Carlton for one year. I just, you know, just it is what it is. But just there's a romance about being a one-club player. And, if, and I like that Travis thinks in, along a similar way. But, but what it probably says to me is that Port Adelaide haven't finalised their list. They're not quite sure how many players they're going to be getting in, um, whether other players are going to be exiting, how many players they want to take in the draft, what sort of picks they might end up with, if any, because of the the trading and the fact they've they've got some players to, to be able to bring to the club. So I don't think all of that's finalised because you've got to negotiate for Radigalia and Dirk Thatcher and all these other players. So that they might not be quite sure whether that's going to be a player or a pick or a future pick. So because the list hasn't been absolutely sort of bettered down, they don't know whether there's going to be a spot there or not. So what is it, what it is effectively saying is he's going to be the last spot on the list if he's going to be on the list. Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about that from a Port Adelaide point of view. I know the supporters would like that kind of fairy tale ending. I reckon Trav probably wanted that fairy tale ending, Shane Crawford style, this year in 2023. <laughs> well, maybe one player that wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. But that that would have made a decision a little bit easier. But as we said yesterday, I've never seen someone that's better prepared and when it comes to their body and their mind to play football. Mm, um, I'm agree. That's why there's so many comparisons to him and Scott Pendlebury. And you can see their longevity in the competition it would be strange to see him wearing um, a different Guernsey. But again, he needs to make the decision for yeah. what's best for Travis while the club needs to make the decision of what's best for them. But he, he made that decision even more challenging on Saturday night because he was one of, if not Port Adelaide's best player. <laughs> well, and it's a, this is where the differing positions is makes it easier or harder because 
Trav's really a running machine and, um, you know, ends up playing on, or I think he plays his best footy in the midfield, but mm. same. Port Adelaide have to understand that part of their development is getting new people into the middle and younger people and reinvigorating it. So they've got a, they've got a duty of, to their supporters that they've got to keep developing young players and keep mm. making the list better. And do you do that by having someone who's, I think probably going to be 35 next year, sort of playing in one of those roles. And so you've got these competing forces and it's beautiful when it merges together like Scott Pendlebury. Pendlebury's been able to move out of the midfield. He's a different style of player, yeah. a bit more creative, a bit, you know, a bit better ball use and, and sees the game, you know, spatially better than, you know, just about everyone that's ever played. So that makes it easier for him. Other players, you know, if they're taller players can go forward or they can play in different roles. Very difficult for Trav. Like he, that high half forward role that is a really tough role if he plays that. We've seen they want to sort of, they've got plenty of players who can play on the wing as well. So yeah, I'm just not sure where this lands. What do you think? You can let us know on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, or the text line 0427 154 166. Should Travis Boat be offered a new contract for 2024? We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a big shout out to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day too. It is 24 minutes past six. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 29 minutes past six on SENSA Breakfast. Thanks to Mourn Group Fleet. Seven massive brands. Um, Dean Brogan, not too far away. Mark Bickley, also Bryce Gibbs to... Get us uh, right inside the Carlton locker room where uh, he was on Friday night. And then we're looking forward to seeing how many people will make the trek to the Gabba on the weekend on Saturday. I I do find it uh, rather interesting that people in Melbourne are up in arms at the price gouging of the airlines that, uh, you know, Carlton fans wanting to go to Brisbane. $825 one way was what I read. Welcome to uh, the world of the the interstate team (laughs) or the non-Victorian team, which happens, you know, almost every other year when you make finals. It's very interesting is that Virgin Australia are a major partner of the Carlton Football Club. Mm. So... um, And Richard Goida, the AFL chairman, is also the chairman of Qantas. mm. Both... uh, Virgin are also the official carrier. Like, I just don't get it. Why wouldn't you put on five chartered flights and just say you know this is the average price this is the t- top range but it's it's normally 350 it's going to be 400 because we've got to put all these flights on one of the things that you've taught me and you drill it into me every morning and i say good morning and you before saying good morning to me you say jared money talks and that's what you say every morning so that's what i'm you know what else walks jared? um our text line zero four two seven one five four one double six. this is from paul saying travis boat never recovered from the preseason hit in perth took half a yard off him. And Lindsay says, Bix, I think you're on the money. I think it's going to be the most interesting trade period in history for Port. And every piece of the jigsaw will have to be in place to make space for Rudder Galeazirk. That's just sweet. And potentially, Ivan Soldo, Travis might only be one of the casualties of that situation. So um, both of you are going in the running to win a $100 Archie's footwear voucher. Archie's thong, so comfy. You'll never take them off. Yeah, got a pair of Archie's. they be fabulous. fantastic going into the warmer weather. A bit of arch support is what they give you. Is that why they call them Archies? Mm-hmm. 
Oh. That's why they're so comfortable. I like that. Yes. Uh, we also today have your chance to head along to the Hotel Grand Chancellor. So um, after the news, we are going to get you one step closer to getting into the Hotel Grand Chancellor. It's a very easy way to win Mark Bickley. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> I'm just staring at you with, this is the day when I wish we had cameras here in Studio Lumo because your headphones are in a really strange position at the moment and you're doing it to get a laugh out of me and you've, <laughs> you've succeeded. So well done. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 2047. Good morning. It is a Wednesday. It's a different kind of Wednesday, though, because uh, not only are we in a different version of Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, but... It's a bit wet and cold this morning. Big, some unfamiliar weather, 17 degrees and cloudy today. Yes, yeah, a little bit of um, precipitation on the road as we drove in this morning, which was a bit interesting, wasn't it? A bit of breeze around last night. Very unusual. Um, let's get into our footy shorts this morning alongside Loop Logics, the Swiss Army knife of construction management. There's a lot of footy news floating around. Okay, let's start with Port Adelaide. Their games record holder, Travis Boak, has had positive discussions about continuing his career for an 18th AFL season. He met with coach Ken Hinckley at Alberton on Tuesday and signaled his intent to play on. Boak was a solid contributor, as you said, Jared. Uh, 21 disposals on Saturday night uh, against GWS, his 348th AFL game. We're going to talk about this a little bit later on in the SEN spotlight. That at one point in the game on Saturday night, I looked at the um, statistics on the AFL app and I saw, okay, so the top three disposal getters for GWS was Canelio, um, Whitfield, Green, and Green. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, so where's Port Adelaide? And Butters and Boak. And that's the point where I thought, ah, oh, where's Horn Francis? Where's Rosie? Well, at one stage, they had nine of the top 10 disposal winners yeah. on the ground. Had 100 more disposals overall on the night. So it was just an avalanche. Port Adelaide has farewelled midfielder Riley Bonner and Trent Dumont, uh, Ruckman Bryn Tickle and utility Nathan Barkler after they were informed their contracts would not be renewed for season 2024. Now, Bonner was the longest serving of the Axe Quartet having been taken with pick 37 in the 2015 National Draft. Uh, the 26-year-old um, played 93 games, uh, predominantly on the wing. Port Adelaide list manager Jason Cripps thanked Bonner, Dumont, Teagle and Barkler for their service. Down the road a little bit, the Adelaide Crows have delisted Tyler Brown, Jackson Haightley and Andrew McPherson, along with Tariq Newchurch, who was untested at AFL level. That, that, that was disappointing for me. I would have loved to have seen him get an opportunity uh, had some real speed and saw him run and bounce. but He was always that player that was um, in discussion each week of, oh, he need, needs a chance, deserves a chance. But mm. then I feel like in that Sandful game leading up to potentially an AFL call-up, he didn't play very well. And just didn't have quite the consistency yeah. and, the, and the the competitiveness to the level uh, for 100 minutes that I think they were looking for. Uh, Tyler Brown... Uh, he's only 23, Tyler Brown, which surprised me. He joined Adelaide in January, featured in their round one game, but that was the only game who played. Jackson Haightley joined the Crows from Greater Western Sydney at the end of 2020, and McPherson uh, both played 28 games, but unfortunately this year couldn't clinch a regular spot. Mm. Haightley was you know, really consistent at, at Sample level, but couldn't force his way into McPherson. Once again, had injury problems, so his... 
career was just plagued initially right at the start of his career and then yeah, towards the end just could not get his body right. Uh, talking about uh, other clubs now, Essendon recruiting boss Adrian Dodoro will leave the role in another major change to the club's football department. This is a big story because he's been there forever. Last month, we know the head of football, Josh Marnie, uh, left and joined the AFL. Essendon also announced on Tuesday that Dodoro would step back from his current role after the, the November national draft. Um, so we'll follow that story closely. And Matt Rosa, who played 270 games, 207, I should say, for West Coast and Gold Coast, will become their new talent and operations manager. So he's uh, stepping up to the plate, Matt Rosa. Loop Logics, the future of construction management for a free demo. Visit looplogics.com. We also saw late last night that Jack Silvani has recommitted to Carlton for two more seasons. So there was a bit of um, discussion whether he would be wearing the navy blue into 2024. I like that. Once again, a bit of a romantic three generations of uh, Silvani. Is it three or four? Might be four. Uh, I think four. Yeah, I think Serge's dad played. Uh, so there you go. And a fan favourite. I, I just love... He's a heart and soul player, isn't he? Yep. Like He just gives everything he's got for the club. Very rarely lets him down. So I'm... I'm rapt to see that he's going to stay there. We need to continue the conversation about Carlton because Tom DeConing is another player who is part of the future of the Carlton Football Club. And uh, Robbie Williams, who performed at the grand final last year, um, he has just tipped his hat to Tom DeConing. DeConing's in the air, everywhere I look around. DeConing's everywhere, leaving bodies on the ground. And he's better than his brother, even better than his dad. There's only one Thomas DeConin, and he's the best one we'll ever have. DeConin's in the So this is Robbie Williams, who has a lot of time to do that. Um, yesterday, I felt like I was a super sleuth and lifted the curtain on Stu from Harndorf. Mm. I've got a conspiracy theory about yeah, Robbie Williams singing gonna, songs about the AFL. I was going to talk to this because I he's got to be getting paid for this. I think this must be part of the agreement to get him at the grand final last year and a little bit of, mate, we get it. You were supposed to perform a 20-minute set. You went 15 minutes. So can you do a couple of social posts for us? We will word you up and we will tell you what to sing. Because I think if Robbie was questioned about um, which club that Tom DeConing's brother played at, he probably couldn't tell you. Um, so I think Robbie has some sort of an agreement with the AFL to just start mm. singing songs. And all of a sudden he's become... A, was he... Was he one of these guys that Carlton presented at Guernsey? So, you know, every celebrity comes to town. Every one of them. Someone grabs them and... Give them a share and they're like, what is this? <laughs> and they get a Guernsey and they walk out of the door and say, here, who wants this? Grab it. Yeah, is, I think but so. But now he's, he's a big Carlton fan. Well, is he? Because Robbie Williams has been known to sing songs about Ange Postacoglu as well. So, he's a Carlton fan... He's a Spurs fan. Could be a Central District fan soon. I don't know. We could just, we could word him up. So I'll tell you what, that would be a good get. If uh, maybe Sturt or Glenelg this week, if, it, if they get up, get Robbie to sing a song about him. 
That would be pretty good. But they'd have to shut down Wigan Oval to pay for it, probably. Six degrees of separation. Someone knows someone who knows someone who knows Robbie. Can you just sing a little song about the double blues? Can I give you a couple of uh, the sports updates while we're here, Bix? In Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And uh, thank you to Tire Power. Big footy final sale is now on. The Adelaide 36 is part of the NBL Blitz. Concerning last night, so they played against the Perth Wildcats um, and they were pumped. It's safe to say. Mm. Um, they lost by 32 points. And again, that's, pre- that's pre-season. solid drubbing. It is. They had a couple of players sit out, but still um, concerning to watch. Uh, Trenton Flowers was okay. Jacob Wiley wasn't really part of it. Um, so, yes, it's pre-season where they're just trying to figure out how their system works. But with the first game in a couple of weeks' time, um, it should be very interesting. The other thing is Adelaide United made a signing yesterday. Yeah, who was it? Which is good. Um, they put a teaser on their social media with chair number 22, and the player that will be wearing number 22 is Ryan Tunnicliffe. So Ryan Tunnicliffe has a big football resume. Um, he started his career at Man United, and then he's bounced around um, the Premier League and um, lower divisions for the past couple of seasons. So he had a stint at Fulham in the Premier League, um, loaned out to Wigan Athletic. Uh, he was at Millwall. He was at Luton Town, who were promoted to the Premier League this year and most recently played at Portsmouth. So he comes over as a defensive mid, um, and I think he's one of many signings that Adelaide United will announce. So I think he's here now in Australia and will commence training this week with the okay. club. Oh, that's a good move. Um, whilst we're still talking the World Game, Socceroos legend Tim Cale's son Shay has signed with A-League men's club Brisbane Raw as he attempts to follow in his famous father's footsteps. Now, um, young Shay... He's been uh, at the Everton Academy for four years. So, as I said, sort of plotting a similar course. He's notched three assists in nine games for Everton in the English Premier League under 18 competition last season. So, that is great. Shout out to Cody from Straight Sets, too, who's texting on the text line 0427154166 saying some positive news for the Reds after the most uninspiring offseason. Um, in recent memory, Tunnicliffe will sturdy up the midfield in a rumoured 3-5-2 formation. Any inside word on that formation? Cody, you know the same people I do. Um, three names that need to stand up for United this year are Zach Clough, Ben Halloran, and Alex Popovich. If all three can improve, we will be all right. So... It's a great text from Cody. You know what? I'm going to give you the Signet Boost Power Bank that Mark Bickley stole this morning. So you can have that stolen merchandise. What you do with it is completely (laughs) up to you. Very good. We always know that you're a reliable texter as well, Cody. Bix, you need to think about your most reliable for later on in the show. Rimex wheels and rims with safety requirements and mining specifications. It is SENSA Breakfast. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Nine minutes to seven on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. Going for a top of 17 degrees today. The run home with Kimbo and the Rooch from 3pm. The boys are on a little bit later on, followed by Sports Day SA. Plenty of text flying in, Bix. 0427-154-166. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. What do you got? Yes, this one's from Rocco. He's he's actually referring to your work yesterday as a super sleuth in uncovering what was a conspiracy theory in regards to the uh, stew from Handorf who... Cut up rough as a Port Adelaide supporter, but was actually a Crows fan. Now, yeah. Rocco is saying, I'm hearing conflicting reports 
that Stu is a Port supporter. And yesterday was the conspiracy, not Saturday night. And then he's referring to you, an employee of Port Adelaide trying to push the pro-Ken narrative. Jeepers. Well, I did a lot of work over the weekend and I can categorically confirm that Stu is a Crow supporter. If you missed this yesterday, you can have a listen to the podcast. And then um, Daniel has texted in asking if we are in your bathroom recording this morning. (laughs) (laughs) So Studio Lumo has moved for the day, but we're still powered by Lumo Energy SA. Yeah, we're literally... We were a bit like Ollie Wines. We got bumped out of the center square in, yeah. onto the wing. because By Kane Corns. Yeah, Kane's doing... Gary's unavailable today, so it's Kane and, and Tim. Yeah, but listen to us. But Kane basically just walked in, um, flexed his muscles and put his chest out, which was a unique kind of sight, and said, hey, out. And he's sitting in your seat, Bix. He's not sitting in my seat because I press the buttons. Well, it's, not, it's not actually my seat. Mm. It's a seat that everyone sits in when they go there. So it is what it is. We are just, just custodians know, of Studio Lumo. It, you know where the pecking order is, that's all. We are really down the bottom at the moment. <laughs> and we're just looking around going, hey, at least we're here, hey? Yeah, exactly. Let's be grateful. We're in the team. Yeah, let's get under the SEN spotlight. I think that your time is done. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. Yes, and the spotlight this morning, we're going to shine on the Richmond coaching job, which is still up for grabs. Um, David, a lot of people have forgotten about that, hey, because everyone's been speaking about Ken or Damien Hardwick, but then we've just moved on thinking, oh, Richmond will take care of itself. Yeah, and, and it's been narrowed down to two, if you're to believe the, the pundits, and, and that is um, Andrew McWalter and Adam Uze. Let's have a listen to David Zeta. Yeah, so it's a race between two now at the moment. It's Andrew McWalter and Adam Uze. So it really is a question of the old or the new, or the known or the new. So Andrew McWalter, we know, has been there already. He's done the job in an interim capacity. We know that's not exactly uh, a great substitute for having done it full-time and changing your whole lifestyle. But he has several things going for him. He's very highly rated internally by the players. He's done that job in the caretaker capacity, a 7-6 win-loss record. He's been at the club since 2014. So he's certainly the more known quantity within Rich. You're then going to go outside. Adam Uze, he's come second in the Essendon and Greater Western Sydney coaching races. So uh, he's one of the best game day coaches in the competition. Speaking to people who know about him and how he presents, he is someone with incredible footing now. He sees the game really well. I think at Essendon, he obviously fell behind Brad Scott, who I think the club at the time needed an experienced coach who'd already done the job. Adam Uze, I think, with Richmond and where they're trying to go and find the next Damien Hardwick, probably a far better chance here for them. So I think Adam Uze and Andrew McWalter genuinely a flip of the coin at the moment. No one can really tell which way it's going, but we'll have a decision in the next week or two and certainly before grand final day this year. Mm, there you go. Good report there by David Zeta. Jared and Robbo uh, sat around, and as they do on AFL 360, they had their opinion. Is Do they want change? Do they want a guy like Adam Uze coming in from the outside from a pretty successful footy club in in, in uh, Melbourne. He is the ball movement coach, which has come under a little bit of heat in recent weeks. But do they do they want an Uze and get a new ideas as they go forward? Or Andrew McWalter, who's been with Damien Hardwick. And it's been, it's been, as Chris Scott said last night, it's been a pretty successful period and a style of football. Um, and go... go on that fashion, and that's only the footy sense. Yep. There's, there's the psych testing, there's all these other different levels of testing and 
GWS expanded on that with, um, with Kingsley recently, um, which we don't know, got any idea about. No, no idea whatsoever. And, and they're in their final phase of that. So we've watched McWalter in the job and yep. he was very impressive uh, in the way that he handled it and he presented himself and he's got those inherent relationships already with so much of the Richmond group. I, I guess we don't really hear too much about that now because we're over here in South Australia, so it's hard to say which way you're going to lean. But Richmond had glimpses when Andrew McWalter took over that they're on the right path, which is fantastic. I guess the only question mark over Andrew is that will he just continue the journey that um, Damien Hardwick had mm. them on? Do you need a, a circuit breaker and Adam Uze coming in? Because you see, when a new coach comes in that has history with a side, mm. um, things change pretty quickly. Andrew would have his own spin on Damien's coaching style. And you look at what happened, what's happened on the Gold Coast. Damien Hardwick goes up there and Mario Charles, an example of um, Damien Hardwick said, see you later from Richmond. And he goes up there to coach the Gold Coast <laughs> and he said, hey mate, I thought I kind of got rid of you last time. See you later, Mario. Yeah. So a lot of, there's a, a lot of unknowns when you've got a coach that's been in the, the job for a while as a two I see then taking over. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of things for me. You, you touched on one. What and Jared mentioned it as well. It's very different being an interim coach to being the the actual coach in your own right because you set the agenda. Now, I, I suspect, well, having done it myself, stepping in for Neil Craig for six weeks, there's not a lot you can do in terms of you can't rewrite the the playbook because you, you don't have you haven't had the time to practice it and you know so it's literally you're tweaking a few little things that most of the changes to game style and game plan are all done in the preseason and you need hours and hours and hours to to be able to train it and get it ingrained so what we've seen from Andrew McWalter is really Damien Hardwick's his model with a few little tweaks now I think that if I was the Richmond selection panel i'd want to know what's your model andrew mm. and um and do you have your own style or are you sort of very much a damien hardwick devotee which is this is how we're going to play and we're going to continue down this line because the game actually changes all the time and if you don't have your own thoughts and i'm sure he does but you know if you're just going down the damien hardwick model and and you're sort of Copying someone, that's that's dangerous because when the model changes, then what? Yeah. So and, and the game does change all the time. So if I was on the selection panel, I'd be saying, Andrew, sell me your game style. What what do you believe in? What's your philosophy? So that's one part of it. The second part is the cultural part of it. Now I have no doubt. It looks like culturally Richmond are in a great space, and what Andrew McWalter's been able to do is continue down that path. And he clearly has a similar philosophy to to Damien Hardwick and, and the Richmond Footy Club and Benny Gale. And I think culture is one thing that is a constant that doesn't change too much and you want to preserve that. So that's a really safe bet, knowing that he can preserve that culture. And it's the flip side, I reckon, with Adam Uze. You heard people talk about him being tactically very strong and sees the game really well. So I think he would have a really clear picture in his head of this is the way I'm going to play, this is the game style I'm going to sell and my philosophy. The, the, the risk is if he comes in, does he build the same culture? Does he command the same uh, sort of gravitas that, that Andrew McWalter has because he's been there, lived it, breathed it, it, it seeps out of him? So two very different things, I reckon, when you're looking at which way. So the, I think the risks are in different areas, culturally for Adam Uze and tactically for uh, Andrew McWalter. Do you also think, though, that since uh, Damien has, has left, he's left his imprint on 
Richmond. And culturally, the players that are there can drive a lot of that. So the, the person who's there is the key decision maker in the coach doesn't need to drive it. But it will be tested when the list starts changing oh, over yeah. a little bit. That's when Jack you actually Revolt, need people like Trent that. Cotchen, all those players. Yeah. So when they go, it, it's and that's what culture does is what you would expect is that next group that have been underneath, you know, the the, the ones we mentioned, Cotchen and Revold and others that are retiring, can they stand up? Yeah. But the thing about culture is it it, it doesn't, you know, it's not something you say, oh, well, we've got great culture now. Let's just get on with it. It needs to be lived and breathed and and monitored and pushed and maintained and, you know, talked about and, and the behaviours need to be shown daily. So it's not something that is a set and forget. It is a continual process that you're going through every day to make sure it stays. Uh, Beaumont Tiles is giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over 70000 bucks. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November 12 and you are in with the charts. T's and C's apply. It is 7 o'clock, Bix. What we are going to do next is talk about the whole process of players being delisted, exit meetings mm. and... A really challenging time for a lot of players, but a reality of football too, because Port Adelaide and Adelaide yesterday announced that um, I think four players from both teams uh, won't be part of the 2023 system, and they're pretty clear about that. So I uh, would love to get your take, and also I'd love to get your thoughts on um, the D-listings. Power fans, Crows fans, footy fans, our number one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning. At your local tyre power, Mon Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Four minutes past seven. Good morning to you on SENSA Breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Mark Bickley, we are here in Studio Lumo with... Plenty still to come on the show. Um, Dee Brogan is going to join us to chat about uh, the Giants and also his thoughts of the way that uh, Port Adelaide exited 2023. We had a text coming in about that, Big 0427154166. This is from Louis. It says, uh, genuinely not trolling, but when will Port fans hear from Matthew Richardson or David Kosh? No email or anything yet to address Saturday night. It's now Wednesday. It's a fair shout. Um, what are you after? What? What are you looking for? Probably looking for something. Mm. Just anything. I think it's, as I mentioned to you yesterday, just to acknowledge the hurt of the, the fans would be, I think, a good step. I, I think you're on a hiding to nothing. If you put out something saying, uh, it's not good enough, we are disappointed, da, 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 like people would say, well, you you appointed, reappointed Cam, mm. what did that, what'd you do that for? Like, There's an element out there that no matter what, you say or what you do, it's not going to be enough. Um, I think most likely what Matthew Richardson and David Kosh would probably like is for Ken to get his um, all the list, you know, and the re uh, exit meetings done. I would think that they would want him to do a review of of the season and in particular the last eight weeks, and then when they've got something concrete. They can actually say, you know, th this is where we see it and, and this is what we're looking to do going forward. And maybe, you know, you might have some list decisions as well around maybe Travis and, and others. So maybe they're just getting some information before they put it out. Because in the end, right now, what is Matthew Richardson? Like, no disrespect, he's a he's a astute football person, but he's, do you really want him talking about 
the football side of it, he, he's that's yeah, not his not. go. He's the CEO. He runs the club operationally. Uh, Bix, before we talk about the delistings, we mentioned this earlier. We've been kicking goals with Hotel Grand Chancellor's exclusive SEN free extras deal. You can book direct for the win. Um, this is how you can win an amazing night stay. Overnight accommodation, you get parking for one car, $50 food and beverage credit. We tried the food and beverage last week. Mm-hmm. The cured kangaroo, called it the Brent Harvey, was very nice. You had three bowls of chips which was just remarkable to watch you devour them. I have one. Saw the disappointment on our producer, Sam Fantasia's face when he was left with a crumb. We also um, got to sample some of South Australia's finest beverages. So we would like to award this prize to you. All you need to do is call us right now, 1300 736 736, and identify who is in the Hotel Grand Chancellor lobby. Have a listen. There's moments of opposition have momentum and their, their best brand is get the ball forward from clearance and then lock it in. Okay, we're going to play this again a little bit it's later not, on in the show. It's not difficult, is it? That's a, that's a pretty easy one. It's absolutely difficult. one 736 736 Have one more listen. There's moments of you know, opposition have momentum and you know, their, their best brand is get the ball forward from clearance and then lock it in. Okay, so call us now. one 736 736 Let's get down to business. Talk about the D-listings yesterday. Uh, for those who have just listened to SENSA this morning for the first time, thanks to Tyre Power, the big 40 final sale is now on. Port and the Crows, who will no longer be part of their setup in 2024. Yeah, okay, let's start with uh, Adelaide. Tyler Brown, Jackson Haightley. We know that Fisher Mackesy's no longer there. Andrew McPherson and Tariq Newchurch were told yesterday, and Paul Seesman retired throughout the season. For Port Adelaide, Nathan Barkler, Riley Bonner, Trent Dumont, Tom Jonas and Bryn Tickle. So uh, Tickle, Dumont, Bonner and Barkler were all informed yesterday that they won't be or their contracts won't be renewed next year. Okay, I need your analysis of them to start off with. Looking from a Port Adelaide perspective, I wasn't really surprised. Um, Tickle one was was he stood out a bit, but I think if they're bringing in Jordan Sweet, then mm. that kind of takes care of itself. Yeah, look, I, I think he became uh, a makeshift ruckman as well. Um, and... And in the end, they clearly didn't really sort of see what they were hoping for. He started in a blaze of glory. His first game that he came in, he was at, was he mid-season draft? Tickle? Yeah. Yeah, he was. And Tickle. he got injured in his first game. Broke a collarbone. Yeah. But the first half, he looked fantastic. But then never really recaptured that after that. So, mm. uh, and, and there was others preferred after that. Riley Bonner's probably the most high profile of all of those. 93 games. Played 11 games this year, but only one in the last... Eight, I think it is eight eight games. So, I think you'll probably find, <clears throat> excuse me, probably find a home somewhere else in the AFL system. I'm, once again, I would suspect the fact that he's been delisted last year. The you know there might have been that they might have looked around to see if anyone was interested mm. and they could get anything for Riley. And the fact that that didn't happen is probably why they've gone early now and. Just and delist him, thinking there's not much sort of trade value with that. But it's great, and well done to the club for giving Riley that certainty now, because now he's a delisted free agent. He can go anywhere, so 
he can just choose whatever club he wants to go and train with or anyone that's interested. Doesn't have to be traded, doesn't have to do anything. He can, he's just a delisted free agent. Okay, we'll get to the Crows in a moment, but we've got um, a full board on 1300 736 736. That means just our phones are about to blow up here in Studio Lumo. So um, we are asking who is in the Hotel Grand Chancellor lobby. Have a listen once again. There's moments of you know, opposition have momentum and you know, their, their best brand is get the ball forward from clearance and then lock it in. Let's go to Tom in Mylands on 1300 736 736. Who's your guest, Tom? I think it's Craig McRae. Oh, my gosh. We thought it was supposed to be difficult, Tommy. I knew it was easy, Tommy. That's because you picked it, Mark Bickley. That was easy. I was on 360 the other night. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go, mate. Congratulations. Tell him about the prize, Bix. Well, you've got the uh, the Hotel Grand Chancellor prize, uh, the free extras package, thanks to uh, our friends at Hotel Grand Chancellor. Overnight accommodation, two people in a king or twin room, overnight parking for a car, of course, $50 food and beverage credit. It's valued in the hundreds of dollars, so uh, well played to you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's a very good prize there. So we're going to do that each week as well, which is awesome. Go and check out the Hotel Grand Chancellor. All right, so what about the Crows? Any surprises there? Uh, not really. You know, Tyler Brown played in round one, and then um, that's the only game he played. The others in front of him. Jackson Hately played a couple of games, but just the his role was probably taken by uh, the skipper in <laughs> You know, in, in in really, they they moved him into the middle, Jordan Dawson, uh, bigger body, uses the ball a bit better than Jackson Hately. So when Jackson Hately came in a couple of times, because he's in great form in the Sandford, he got pushed out to the wing and he was playing on the wing and it's not really his go. He's a big bodied inside mid, um, not, doesn't have the speed potentially of other wingmen, doesn't have the, you know, elite ball use. So they were probably the things that made it hard for him. Uh, Andrew McPherson, uh, just couldn't get his body right, and, and Tariq Newchurch couldn't play consistent enough footy for long enough at the Sandful level to, to earn an opportunity. Okay, so can you talk us through this whole process? I'm fascinated by this. I know that we've got a lot of you know, keen footy fans listening who would like a bit of what happens internally when it comes to a player being delisted. So from my perspective, um, the game was on Saturday for Port Adelaide, and the delistings were announced on Tuesday. Yep which means they knew that these players were probably going to go no matter what the result was. So now it was just time to, to clear it out and announce it. Yeah. How is the message delivered to the players? Well, the first thing to understand is that this isn't the first time they're hearing this. Like, There's constant communication uh, between player and coach, first of all. you know, like Tyler Brown played in round one and hasn't played a game since, and he's on a one-year contract. He, you know, you wouldn't have to be Einstein to work out that you know, this is going to be really tough. He's a one in a million chance of staying on Adelaide's list, I would have thought. So so he would know that. The other thing that happens is, you know, halfway through the year, if uh, Jackson Haightley is out of contract, his manager is talking to the club and saying, hey, what's going on? You know, where, where's Jackson sit? Because they need to know and get clarity because if it's not going to be at Adelaide, that manager then is talking to other clubs and seeing if there's any interest out there with other clubs. So once again, that feeds back to the club sort of saying, you know, right now he's he's going to battle to be on our list next year. We've got others, you know, Pedler and Rochelle and uh, maybe even Zach Taylor that we want to look at through the midfield. Dawson's gone in there. He's a bit bigger body and that's the role, you know, initially we had penciled in for Jackson. So all those conversations are happening. The manager feeds that back to the player, you know, that he already knows that anyway. So 
that's really just confirmation, a final confirmation for most of them. Riley Bonham might be slightly slightly different mm. because he played a bit more footy this year. Uh, 11 games, as I said, his last game I think was round 17. He played one in for one, then straight back out again. So, you know, he might have been hoping um, that, that he might have been there. But once again, I, I think he would have seen the writing on the wall. And is there a, a, a handful of players that haven't been told yet because the club is waiting to see if they've got currency for trade? So they have to kind of sit in limbo. I'll use the example, correct me if I'm wrong, James Rowe yeah, was a really was, late delisting last year. I was going to use year. James Rowe as an example because it's often it's it's about list spots and Travis Boak is in exactly the same position pretty much as what James Rowe was in where, well, maybe slightly different. I, I think Adelaide felt you know, James Rowe might have played 18 games in his last year or something. You know, he was, he was a regular player in their team and, and they, um, you know, they... I think they wanted to keep him around the club, but just the way that the, the list spots were, they everyone else had been contracted um, and there were other people that they wanted to bring in and different positions that they needed. As it turned out, list spots opened up late with the retirement of Fisher Mackesy and others. So it's a really delicate juggling act and it's a lot about timing and when you come out of contract and and how many list spots are available and all those different types of things what how many people the club's bringing in how many draft picks you have so that whole scenario is fluid and particularly during trade week things are happening all the time and what can be some players are told one day now you're good you're going to be Mm. on the list and then the very next day oh sorry something come up and someone was offered and we did this deal you're no longer on the list so it's it's a very fluid place and it's i'm sure it's it's you know high anxiety and very nerve-wracking for those players that are sitting in the middle of that i've got some more questions about this we'll do in a couple of moments time we are here thanks to montane group fleet seven massive brands if you had any questions for bix on D-listings or player movement, you can call us, one 736 736 Our text line, too, is there. If you're listening on the app, um, just press a button and you can text us directly. It is 20... Oh, I was going to say it's 22 minutes past seven, but it's not. I, I'm six minutes late. So <laughs> it's um it's a quarter past seven. Um, it's my daughter's birthday today and she's been awake since four in the morning. So there you go. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montane Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 21 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Bix, have a think about your most reliable. We'll get to that very soon. And if you've just turned on SENSA, um, Beaumont Tiles has given away a trip for two to American Footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store before November 12. You're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. We're currently in the middle of talking about the delistings for the Adelaide Football Club and the Port Adelaide Football Club. Yesterday, four players gone from each side are, including, um, we should mention again, Matthew Wright, who is hanging up the boots. He's mm. been incredible in the AFL. And then since coming back to the Sandville side since 2019, he's been brilliant. So what happens from here, Mark Bickley, once a, a player is told that they are delisted? I mean, I'm, I'm someone who likes to know the finer details of things. When does their last paycheck come through? When do they go to their locker and clean it out? Um, and then when does the AFLPA step in and go, hey, we want to assist in this transition process from yeah. your experience? Um it all depends on on the experience yourself. Like so, some guys see it coming; they they've made peace with it, um, and they'll go to that exit meeting know, knowing this is what it looks like, and then they'll probably take, 
you know, a big cardboard box and probably empty their locker out there and then, generally. Um, or and, and often, even if you're staying, I think sometimes the clubs say... Because once you leave that exit meeting, it's pretty much... If you've had... You, you maybe do a medical, and then you go away and you're on your whatever the, you know, six to eight weeks break, you have to clean out all your locker and get all the junk out so that they can... Security pass handed back, everything. Yeah, all that. Yeah, all that gets done. Um, and then it's it's really depending on where, what stage you're at. If you're, um, if you still got aspirations to go anywhere else, then you know you you're seeing your manager and you're saying, let's talk to other clubs. Is there any interest out there? Uh, potentially, if say three clubs in Melbourne might be interested, you start to think about well. That, you know, there's a likelihood that I'm going to have to move to Melbourne for the preseason, and you know, and get myself organised there if I want to be a train-on player with one of those clubs. So you're looking to get some sort of um, <clears throat> opportunities in in that regard. Then there's other players, like whether it's retiring or whether it's you know what, Tyler Brown. This is second club, so he might say, you know, this this is probably saying that it's you know, I'm, I'm it's not for me. Yeah, or I've got to move on to you know start to get my life in order he's 23 years of age so his mates that finished up at school with him they've got their uni degrees now you know they've been a uni for four years they're out in the workforce they're you know their life's on a path mm. he's probably been studying something you know or doing some type of work but wouldn't be you know at the same level where those other guys are so he's got a bit of catch-up to do or or he says no nah, I'm, I'm not copping this. I want to be an AFL player. I'm going to get myself even fitter again. I'm going to go back to the VFL and I'm going to dominate that competition and see if at 24 someone else might give me a go. It all depends on what the mindset of that player is. And I think uh, the way that it impacts you, I just think of, um, you know, we spoke earlier in the year to Connor Rosie, who had a handful of his teammates living together and one of them was Sam Hayes. And we're not sure what's happening with Sam yeah. Hayes yet, but how challenging that would be when... Um, if you decide to still live together and the boys get up for pre-season in November and you're going, well, that's not me anymore. Yeah. Like this, there's, there's a lot of challenges that we don't see. And yes, the players are absolutely um, remunerated um, very well. And yeah. we'll find out with the CBA, I think tomorrow that that will go to another level yeah, exactly. of payment. We can break that down, but it still doesn't mean it's easier when you go through that transition of um, something that you work so hard for your whole life leading up to like Brown, your early twenties. And mm. they say, You've reached your limit, all the best, and then you go. Well, I've been I've been thinking about this since I was twelve years old. Now yeah. it's gone. There's no more opportunity. Yeah, there, there is another side of it though. There, for some players, um, and maybe we'll get the opportunity to talk to some. They'll talk about relief. You know, mm. like you've been on edge for some of these players who have been in the side, out of the side, in the side, out of the side. There's this high anxiety. For, you know, so Tyler Brown's been in the system for five years now, and there's this. Um, you know, nervousness about am I going to get my contract renewed? What's my future look like? What, how am I? How am I going? Am I in? Am I out? You know that that's in a state of high anxiety, maybe for five years. And so when that moment arrives, and and probably you know he's been working through this, and lots of players that have known from a little way out, they're slowly coming to terms with it. When it finally happens. And now you have to, you know, and there'll be some anxiety for a little while. But as you said, the AFL Players Association, they'll help you. They'll they'll talk to you about what's next. You know, are you organised? Can we help in any way? Once you get on that path, and we spoke to um, Connor, Connor McFadden yesterday yeah. from Brisbane. Yeah. And so four years on Brisbane's list, he comes down here, you know, probably gets himself organised, you know, employment-wise. 
and you can play footy and you can play footy for what you started for, which was enjoyment. And, and you know, there's not quite the pressure, the cutthroat, if I don't play well, mm. you know, there's a chance that my livelihood is going to be on the line. And, and so it opens up a whole lot of doors for people. And I've spoken to lots of players who have been delisted within a year or so who have said, oh, you know, life's great. I'm really so much more relaxed. You know, I've got a path set out and I'm now on another journey. And what they end up doing is they've learned so many great lessons through the AFL system about, you know, dedication and commitment and, you know, having a goal and working towards it and being diligent and all those different things. A lot of players get great lessons out of it, even though they weren't, you know, in their eyes, truly successful at footy, it does steer them on a course of success for other things in life. 27 minutes past seven. Uh, I want your nomination in a moment for our most reliable alongside Rimex wheels and rims with safety requirements and mining specifications. Uh, also, I reckon you should call us now on one three hundred seven three six seven three six if you want to go to the Sample Grand Final. We've got double passes to give away, including the after party too, which is going to be awesome. So give us a buzz right now on SENSA. Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Just after 7.30 on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. The run home with Kimbo on the Roots from 3 to Savo, uh, followed by Sports Day, SA, uh, Sports Day SA with Blighty and Wilds. Um, Bix, before we head into the news, we'll get your most reliable in a moment. couple of texts coming in. 0427154166. They go into the running for the $100 Archie's footwear voucher. Um, this is from Louis who said, Bix, not having a go. I think Port fans would like to hear something from the club. They happily take our money every season and have already sent out the renewals for 24, I think we've earned the right to hear from the higher-ups mm. at the club. Yep, and, and it went on to say Ken did not even attend the post-match function. He regularly speaks at. I'm having flashbacks of the 21 prelim, the silence after that. I absolutely totally agree that I would have, my expectations would have been that the senior coach would have fronted up stairs to mm-hmm. the because you were there. And who, yeah, Ken hasn't been there once this year, though. So the Nathan Bassett has been there and Josh Carr has been there. As the, so who was there on coaches. the weekend? Matt Richardson, Josh Carr, Ollie Wines, Tom Jonas, okay. Dicey Byrne-Jones. Well, that's right. So if it's been the same all year, yeah. once again, there, there need to be some representation there, which it sounds like there was. Louis, I, I, I get it. Um, and you want to hear something. My, uh, my philosophy is more so... If, if I'm going to put something out to my members, I want to have something in it that that can that is substantial, not sort of, you know, oh, they're going to want to hear from us, oh, we're sorry, and, you know, we're going to do better. And, you know, it's just a, you know, some sort of sort of generic letter. I would, like I said, I would hope that you get some type of information mm-hmm. from the coach, you know, whether that's a week's time or two weeks' time, that sort of you can say to them, this is what we will be focusing on. These are the... the 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 themes that we're going to move forward in, and you can give some you know some something with a bit of meat on the bone, uh, so that it's not just words. And, and I tried to think, who's in a similar situation? And Melbourne in a very similar situation to Port Adelaide, where they've gone out in straight sets two years in a row, and we haven't heard from well, I assume haven't heard much from Gary Pert or. Peggy O'Neill, you know, so there's an example of another club who's in a similar thing who probably are treating it the same way. All right, we're just talking about the delistings. Before we head to the news, we had a text from Michael. Yeah, it said, uh, Jared, have you ever lost a job? It's exactly the same. 
Well, yes, I had quite a public exit from a job as well here in Adelaide. But here's the differences, I think, between uh, what is seen as a traditional everyday job compared to um, a Port Adelaide or Adelaide football at the moment. First of all, you've got a public job, right? So you have a very public exit from that where you will see people celebrating the fact that you have lost your job. There will be fans going, finally, insert player A has been delisted or it's about time. Um, If you think your foundations are based in South Australia, Therefore, you have one other workplace to potentially to go to at mm. that level in this city. So that's a challenge in itself because you will have to shift your family to another part of Australia if you want to work in that industry, such as the AFL. It, it comes with the territory, absolutely. But you also don't have that, um, oh, you've got eight weeks to kind of get your life together and, and pack up your desk and see you later. It mm. is, as you said, Bix, it's you're delisted, see you later, all the best, um, yeah. hand in your pass. Well, and, and, and like you said, there's, there's literally 800 jobs in Australia. And there's, you know, that there's 600 people or probably 700 people who are in front of you, <laughs> clearly. Uh, and so there's, you're literally vying for about 60 positions in Australia with about, you know, lots and lots of people. We've got to go to the news. It is 24 to 8 because we're going to chat with one of our mates next. Mate, fair dinkum internet without the fuss. And that is Dean Brogan on SENSA. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 20 to 8 on SENSA Breakfast going for a top of 17 degrees today. Cloudy and showers. Bryce Gibbs will join us very soon. Also, quick bicks. We'll do that before 8 o'clock, Mark Bickley. And for those of you who are listening for the very first time, uh, Mark Bickley, two-time day, one-time night premiership skipper for the Adelaide Football Club and uh, wore the number 26. And every time we do something on SENSA, Bix tries to work in the number 26. And that happens every time I went over to Bali and you handed the Balinese waiter uh, an instruction to send me to table number 26 in Seminyak. I was there. What are you talking about? And our next guest, who is one of our mates, Fair Income Internet Without the Fuss, was actually drafted at number 26 in the 2000 rookie draft by Port Adelaide. So you've just strategically said we need to chat to Dean Brogan, (laughs) who ended up playing 193 um, AFL matches, NBL championship player as well, and also representative of Port Adelaide and the Giants. We're going to speak about both. Good morning to you, Brogues. Um, first of all, let's talk about the power, your initial reaction after a disappointing exit to the final series. Uh, first of all, good morning, fellas. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, our pleasure, mate. Um, oh, look, it, it, it's, it's, it's been a week, hasn't it, for Port Adelaide, um, just listening to the fallout from the weekend. But I guess from my point of view, guys, I I didn't really expect them to do much in the final series anyway, to be honest. Um their profile, um, the way they play heading into the finals was was bad, was poor. Uh, I think they were the seventh-ranked team in that top eight for, for defence and offence. Or, or So I didn't really expect them to do too much. So, yeah, the way they played in that Giants game was disappointing. But I think, well, what you are this time of year. And, um, yeah, I, did, I just didn't think they were going to get past either Brisbane or the Giants. So for me, it's, it's like, well, I think they've improved, but they're just not up to the level... Um, you know, to, to be playing next week yet. Before we talk about where they go sort of from here, looking back, I think one of the more disappointing things was the thing that was their strength, which was their midfield, and they have got some great young players in there. 
both games they were soundly beaten. You know, Brisbane they had I think they had thirteen goals kicked against them from stoppage, and then again on the weekend yeah. they got smashed in the clearances and scores from stoppage again. That would that would be disappointing and a bit of a you know a wake up call for you know I got carried away thinking you know what within a year or two these guys could be the best midfield in the competition, but it just shows they've still got some work to do. Yeah, look, you're right, Big. So I think their midfield was held held that team together pretty much all mm. year and. I think when you come to finals, <clears throat> excuse me. I think when you come to finals, you, you play the best of the best, and you know they came up against um, you know Brisbane, who have got McGluggage and, and Neil, and they've got a very solid ruckman, and then they've got three or four other players that rotate in there. I mean, McGluggage and Neil have played a lot, a lot of footy together, and um, you know you look at it, at Port Smithfield, they have Butters, Rosie, and then you've got. Um, you know, you got Drew doing a job on Neil, and it's and then you got Horn Francis, who's who's second year in the competition, and like they just got exposed for strength and experience, I think. And I think you know, and then last week on the weekend, you look at the Giants midfield. They, I think, every centre bounce they had Coniglio, Ward, and Tom Green in there. Mm. You know, so I think they, and you're right, I think it, they just need a few more years together, um, and then. You know, they need to add a few more into that. So I think home and away, you can get away with it. But when it comes to finals, you need your, you need some experienced heads in there. And they just don't have that at the moment. And, you know, for, for whatever reason, Ollie Wines just can't get in there at the moment. So, you know, you're looking at someone who tags and then you're looking at two, two 21, 22-year-olds in, in Butters and Rosie and Horn Francis, who's only 19. So they are very inexperienced in that in that area. But there is something to work with. Um, you know, in the next couple of years, I think if they add a piece or two, they're going to be a pretty dangerous midfield. Yep, no doubt about that. GWS, you've got some origins there. You were there when the uh, the club started. Many people left there. I know Phil Davis, uh, Cal Ward, many others. Uh, look, they, they, so you know, uh, Stephen Coniglio was was there when I was there. He was he was part of that first year. Um, Josh Kelly's been there a long time. Um, you know, like, same as Lockie Whitfield. Uh, obviously, Callum Ward's still there. Um, look, Nick Haynes is still there, but he yeah. can't even get in the 22. Yeah, so, amazing. Look, I, and most of their administration is, is still there as well. So, look, they're, they're an unbelievable footy club, and I have a really um, close affiliation with them outside of Port Adelaide. And, look, I think I think the way they're playing at the moment, I mean, obviously, Port were very disappointing on Saturday night, but the Giants were just unbelievable and have been for about three months now. I think... Over the last 12 games, I think they've won 10 out of their last mm. 12. So they are a very dangerous team. And their older players are playing as good as I've ever seen. So, um, And then you throw some you know, some bits and pieces around it like they have. Um, they're they're going to give Collingwood a big shake on Friday night. And it wouldn't surprise me if they, if they beat them. Can you tell us before we let you go, Brogues, about Adam Kingsley? You played with him at Port Adelaide. And uh, now he's the man who is leading the way for this new energetic Giants. Uh, what, what's he been like for um, you as a teammate? But now can you see why he's so successful in the head coach job? Yeah, I think when... when... My, my time with King is, is you always knew, knew he was going to be a coach. He, he's really smart, um, you know, a lot smarter than me. <laughs> but um, he's got an unbelievable football brain. And if you can cast your mind back to how he played, he he was a very attacking halfback with good skills and, and he took the game on. And and if you look at the way the Giants have their game style, they get their game flow from back-half turnovers. And um, that's how he played. And, and he's been at Richmond who played like that. So... 
he's obviously moulded his sort of coaching um, philosophy around how he played and what he's learned, and he's brought it to the Giants who who have that sort of talent where they can do that. So, look, he, he's an unbelievable. Um, you know, to do what he's doing his first year is, is extraordinary, but it doesn't surprise me because he's a, he's a very smart person, and um, yeah, I reckon he's going to be there for a long time. Mm, and he's got bigger biceps than you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is the funny thing with King is he never touched it. What he never he hated the weight room when he was playing. So whatever's happened um, wow. since he's retired, he, he he's obviously eating the weights in the, in the weight room. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the protein bars, no doubt about that. Hey, Brogues, thanks for having a chat with us, mate, and uh, good luck following the Giants. Let's see if they can uh, go one step further. No, thanks, Charles. Thanks for having me on. Dean Brogan joining us there, Premiership player for the Power and uh, the Adelaide 36. It's two very good basketball. He started that trend of basketballers turning into footballers, Mark Bickley. Been involved in South Adelaide down uh, doing the midfield coaching down there as well. Been... Often gets mistaken for the Port Adelaide mascot as well, Dean Brogan. <laughs> That's unfair. Well, it's easy to say this stuff when... He's like, not on the line. Yeah, exactly. It or in the studio. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I certainly would not do that. So that will get back, which will be... I may not be hosting the Nucky Cup this year. Can I just say that um, I made a mistake. I referred to the uh, Melbourne president as uh, Peggy O'Neill. It's actually Kate Rofi. So uh, apologies there. Got that wrong. But what I was making the point was we haven't heard from Kate much at all mm. throughout the whole season. And so anyway, just... Uh, 12 minutes comparison. to eight. Mark Bickley said I got that wrong. So <laughs> note that down, everybody. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Parker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Seven minutes to eight on SENSA Breakfast. Good morning to you. We are going for 17 degrees today. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, but it's a different kind of Studio Lumo today because... Well, we can't lie to you. Kane Corns kicked us out of Studio Lumo. Mm. And we're here at the moment. We're, we're experiencing all the SENSA staff. Bix made a coffee, which was there. Um, you weren't happy with it? No, it was okay. Well, there's one way to, to have a nicer coffee. Do it yourself. Yeah. I didn't say that, but anyway. And now the staff are coming in and I can see people rocking up going, why is most of my belongings no more here? <laughs> and then you, they're just having can, a Can I just repeat that sentence? Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? it was, <laughs> why are my belongings uh, it doesn't matter. no more here? doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thrown. The, the feng shui is different. <laughs> Oh hey, we like to have a bit of fun on this show as well because you wake up in the morning, our footy teams are out of the finals, but it's important that we just enjoy the fact we get to do this. How does Quick Bix work? Yeah, so uh, you asked me six questions, generally on a certain topic. There's a theme, and I have 10 seconds to be able to answer that, and I have one extension. Sometimes you throw a couple of curly ones in there that need a bit more time, mm. so I call that extension, and you stop the clock. Okay, so today's theme of Quick Bix mm. is all about this guy... Are you more confident than yesterday, though? Got a bit more clarity? Um, yeah, no, there was some really good clarity around the chats that we had, and um, you know, those, those chats have been ongoing all year, and this was just a, another step in that in that direction. And, but yeah, it was a good chat. Is it is it only port for you? Ah, uh, yeah, I want to be here. This is this is my this is my home. So what are you want to be up, Trav? What's what's the is it play on or cool your heels somewhere? Basically, <laughs> Travis <laughs> boat. It, yeah, it's only port for me. <laughs> I love the next question. So what are your options? It's play on or mm. what are they? It's play on or not play on. They're the options. 
good choices. Mm. Um, so it is the uh, Travis edition of Quick Picks today. Travis. The Travis edition of Quick Picks. Travis. This is what the timer sounds like. You get one extension, and that means I will stop the clock. Mm. You struggled last week. You scraped through, I think, with a 50% strike yeah, rate. Okay. I'm not sure how I'm going to go with Travis. Good luck. Question one in the Travis edition of Quick Bix. Travis Barker is the drummer for which famous punk band? He's now dating a Kardashian, I think. Blink 181? <laughs> Sorry. Blink something? <laughs> I just had a mental blank. Sorry. <laughs> what is it? What's the answer? What did you say? Oh, I said Blink 181. What? <laughs> is that the wrong number? It's Blink 182. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was that. Why did I go 181? I don't know, Dad. Um, okay, so... Wait, 182. Oh, That's right. Sure, I got the, I got the sort of... The well, you didn't get the band name right because oh, uh, technically Blink-182 would be copyrighted. Blink-181, <laughs> maybe not. They're just a bad cover band. <laughs> They're just one short. <laughs> one off. Um, okay, question two in the Travis edition of Quick Bix. How many showdown medals has Travis Boak won? I'm crying. I actually don't know this. I'm going to say two. Two is incorrect. Three. You won three. Mm, That was one off again. (laughs) If you took that one and gave that to Blink 181. Uh, Question three in the Travis edition of Quick Bix. We are all over the NFL here. (laughs) It's <laughs> SENSA breakfast. Right. Travis Kelsey plays for which NFL team? Yeah, good question. That's a really good question. Um, now, he he was part of a, a big game in February. The Green Bay Packers. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> this is a horrendous start. Oh, Jeez, you're just plucking Travis's out of nowhere. I don't swear. Okay, now, um, question four. Okay. This is multiple choice. <laughs> How many test centuries has Travis Head accomplished? Five, six, or seven? Five, six, or seven? I'm going to go with five. Why would you go five? Isn't it normally B that I go first with the multiple choice? No, I'm just going five. Five's incorrect. It was B6. <laughs> You're having a mare. Oh, I am. You're having a mare. Um, there's well, two to go. This is like a pants job here. You've got none right. You wow. may have to pants around the SENSA offices, which is an HR issue. Um, <laughs> question five. You'll get this one. Travis Cloak is a premiership player for Collingwood. He had two brothers also playing in the mm. AFL. Their names, Jason and Cameron. Hmm. Name the clubs Cameron played for. Carlton, Collingwood and Port Adelaide. Sure you don't want an extension? Nope. Carlton, Collingwood, Port Adelaide is correct. Yeah, that's HR coming in early. Yeah, HR is very... You look at the staff... They're looking around going, thank goodness. 
this is question six in the Travis edition of Quick Bix. Finish this song by famous band Travis. I think I know this. Let it rain. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it says? <laughs> it's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> What's the words? <laughs> you went so confident. Bix. <laughs> What is it? Am I thinking of the wrong song? Yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. Play the song. Play. Why does it rain on me? <laughs> I knew it was something to do with rain. <laughs> Sorry. What year was that song? Back in the early 2000s, I think. Yeah, 20 years ago. I knew it had rain in it. You looked me in the eye and you said, let it rain. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while since I've heard it. (laughs) Happy birthday to my daughter, Rain, as well today. Uh, it is 8 yeah. o'clock on SENS 8. You got one out of six. but And I, I was one off on two. I want to give you the win just because of the confidence <laughs> you had then. That was absolutely outstanding. Bryce Gibbs uh, joining us next on SENSA. A tyre safety check at your local tyre power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Good morning to you. We are in studio Lumo powered by Lumo Energy SA on this Wednesday morning, uh, going for a top of 17 degrees today. Bix, coincidentally, we just did the Travis edition of mm. Quick Bix. And question one was uh, name the drummer from, uh, or Travis Barker was the drummer from which famous band? And you said Blink 181. Blink 182. Uh, this is how the world works. I've just refreshed my X page, and Blink 182 have announced a new album. Just like that. It's incredible. Tell me it's called 181. Nope, it's definitely not. Um, before we get to Bryce Gibbs, I'm sure he's really entertained by this. Oh, Our text dear. line zero four two seven one five four one double six. Let's get to a couple of texts. Yeah, Lily uh, talking about Port Adelaide's midfield. Good morning. Come on, fellas. Why is the midfield being smashed on Butters and Rosie? Lysette was crippled and didn't give them any service as opposed to Hayes. The spotlight should be solely on Hinkley for his selections. No, what we're saying is that we lauded them all year. Their midfield was their real strength, but... You can't hide from the fact that they got smoked. It helps if you've got a Ruckman that gets his hand on it, but it doesn't mean that if your Ruckman doesn't get his hand on it that you can't win your footy out through the middle of the ground. Uh, and, oh, sorry, just looking at these other Jeff ones. Jeff has sent a text in saying, how about you take uh, quick Bix Walsh? You seem to know everything. <laughs> well, I don't. This is the thing, and that's why I have so much pleasure in creating quick Bix because Bix knows everything, and I, I try to prove him wrong, but he's always right, and... If you want to hear me fail at something, have a listen to Bickley's Believe It or Not Tomorrow because I'm horrible at stuff. Yeah, and just another quick one. It says, um, this was uh, talking about, uh, guys, I guess you referenced the Melbourne president because the port leadership has gone into hiding again as it's their standard practice after failure. Well, the reason I was referencing the Melbourne president is I was saying Melbourne have gone out in straight sets for two weeks in a row. We haven't heard from Gary Pert. We haven't heard from Kate Rofey. And yet 
people over here in Adelaide are screaming for the Port Adelaide CEO and president to talk. I think they will when they've got something to say. And I think that'll come once the, the coaching group have finished their exit meetings, they'll have a review of the season, and then they'll present to the executive about what next. And I think when the what next is there, I think that's when they'll communicate to their, their members. Mark also says that it's just started raining in Kidman Park. Why does it always rain on me? That was the Travis song which you completely Butch- John butchered there. I saw John Butcher on the weekend. He was in the footy. How good's that? John Butcher was sitting at Adelaide Oval watching the doggies mm. in the uh, under-16s alongside the Hoff, Justin Westhoff. There Some Central's boys there together. Um, and then, following on from that, there was a very, very happy Bryce Gibbs because his Panthers managed to get the under-18s yes. premiership in the Torrens University Cup Grand Final. So, as we say good morning to you, Bryce Gibbs. The navy blue colour is doing very well at the moment. Morning, Gibbsy. Good morning, fellas. Yeah, you're spot on, uh, Jared. Uh, it was a great win by our under-18 boys. Um, they've had a pretty good year, finished minor premiers, uh, got through to the granny. And uh, on what was a hot day, there was a few boys going down with cramp late in the game. But, uh, yeah, they managed to hold on in the end. I'm pretty sure I saw an umpire have to leave that game as well, sitting in the race. The umpire either was dehydrated or cramped and couldn't finish the game, one of the field umpires, which was amazing, Bix. Mm. And was that their first win, the under-18s flag? Uh, for about 30 years, 30 I think. years, so, yeah. Oh, great great pretty result. Pretty significant time in, in between. So, yeah, well done to Mark Clayton and all involved in the junior program. And, uh, of course, the other Navy Blues saluted as well on the weekend. And tell us how you found yourself in the change rooms. Uh, obviously keen to, to get across there and, and watch your old club. Yeah, that's right, Vic. We uh, sort of watched it all unfold uh, the Friday night before when they played Sydney when we sort of nearly pulled the trigger to jump in the car and, and head over for a look, and we didn't. Uh, got extremely jealous after watching everyone going crazy in the stands after a, a one-goal win against the Swans, and I thought, stuff it. Once the, the draw came out, on uh, they were going to play on Friday night. I said, let's jump in the car, took the kids, took the family, and... Uh, yeah, just acted like a nuffy and started going bananas <laughs> with everyone else when the game got close and they managed to hold on uh, against Melbourne. So, yeah, it was a, a little impulsive trip, but, uh, yeah, uh, a great experience to be involved in. Now, tell us, I heard Gary Lyon say, this is the loudest he's ever heard of the MCG. Now, Gary Lyon has been there as a player and as a, a commentator for decades. I heard someone else say that they were in the Stadium Australia when Cathy Freeman won the 400-metre uh, final, and they said that roar when she came down the straight, they said was replicated for for minutes and minutes on end because, well, you know, after the game and when, when Carlton hit the front, that's pretty staggering. Yeah, it was certainly the most electrifying crowd that I've witnessed uh, as a player or a supporter to date. It, it was pretty crazy. and We know the game was pretty close late in the game, and when Akers kicked that goal, yeah, it was... You, you couldn't think... You couldn't hear yourself think it was... They were going absolutely ballistic. And then that last minute was obviously everyone was pretty nervous and, and hoping they'd hang <laughs> on. And then once the siren went, um, again, they, the crowd lifted. The the stadium nearly shook. And, uh, yeah, it was they started singing the We Are the Navy Blues. And, yeah, it was for, for Carlton supporters to be starved of, you know, final success for such a long time. Uh, yeah, they were certainly lapping it up.
They are certainly an emotional bunch as well, Bryce. A few of them would have had to go to the tip to pick up their memberships that they threw out <laughs> halfway through the season, even in the, the early parts of the second half of the season. But can you tell us a little bit about these supporters? Um, they're quite restricted due to, to flights um, and also the capacity of the Gabba to travel up on the weekend. But their passion, especially after a win, um, it, it's really hard to replicate across the whole competition. Yeah, it, it, it does make it tough, doesn't it? And... and does make it a little bit frustrating with flights getting bumped up a little bit more than what they usually would. A little bit further to, to drive and mm. not as easy to jump in the car. So uh, I think they'll have some live sites in and around Melbourne and I think Adelaide there'll be some places you can go to and, and watch the game with a, a whole lot of cult supporters. So um, yeah, I mean, they, they face a pretty tough task taking on Brisbane Lions. So I don't think I've lost at the Gabba this year. They're obviously going into this game fresh, and, and Carlton looked like to have a few sore bodies. But, uh, you know, finals footy, anything can happen, uh, and they'll go up there and, and give it a red-hot crack. Yeah, now I just want you to remove all sort of um, the thought process here. Uh, let's just assume that Carlton win in uh, Brisbane. I know we don't like to look ahead, but can you imagine if Collingwood won through and Carlton won mm. through? Firstly, what would it be like on grand final day? But go back a step. What would it be like trying to get a ticket to grand final? That would be the hottest ticket for an AFL grand final for probably the last, as long as I can remember, Bryce. Yeah, I reckon you're right there, Vic. And I reckon even a 200,000 stadium would... <laughs> exactly. Would, would, they'd more than a bigger stadium than that. So uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure Melbourne would be able to handle it, to be honest. Obviously, <laughs> we know how great... Um, grand final week is as a spectator and whether you're just you're following the um, teams that are in the grand final, everyone just gets involved and a grand final like Carlton Collingwood would be absolutely off the charts and yeah, the city would, would struggle to, to handle it I reckon Well thank you for your time Gibbsy and also it's an opportunity for us to say congratulations on an outstanding career for yourself yes. as well hanging up the boots for the Panthers at the end of the year so we know it's been quite a reflective past couple of weeks for you um, but you've accomplished so much in the AFL and the Sandful and we know how much you give back to football it was um, put on display with the, the under 18s on the weekend too so thanks for joining us mate and enjoy the weekend yeah, thanks for the kind words, Walshie. Speak to you soon. Bryce Gibbs joining us there on SENSA. And it was great to see um, Gibbsy there with the, the players from South Adelaide. I mean, the, the connection that, that he's developed with the club mm. after leaving Adelaide, because you know how strongly the family is connected to the base. So to do what he's done with the South team, is, is it speaks volumes of the person that uh, he is. And he's, um, oh, firstly, to go down there, I remember talking to Bryce, uh, and, and he said, oh, this is the last thing he thought he was going to do afterwards was to go and, and uh, play for a different club other than Glenelg, but it's really assimilated well down at South, uh, taking on that sort of role with Mark Clayton in the, the sort of talent pathway segment down there, looking after the zones. And um, and I guess, you know, imagine being a 16 or 18-year-old and, uh, you know, having someone like Bryce who's had that sort of wealth of experience to be able to, uh, you know, ask questions of or, or take advice from. It's a, it's a really good position. It is 12 minutes past eight on SENSA. Still time for you to call as well. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We're talking about the Sandfall, the grand final on this weekend. We still have tickets to give away to the grand final and the after party. That's on level five of the Riverbank stand after the match with Hot Dub Time Machine and the Saint playing as well. So call us right now if you want what to head Travis? along. Travis? Is he going to be there at all? Travis won't be playing, I don't think. <laughs> 
going to get you to sing that again at some stage. <laughs> and hopefully we recorded that because that has already won the Brecky Brownlow for the week. It's SCNSA. Good morning. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 18 minutes past eight on SENSA Breakfast. It's been a big show as well, Bixar. Our phones are always open and our number is 1-300-736-736. Let's say good morning to Tim Good morning to you, Tim. Good morning. How can we help, Tim? Um, <laughs> I just want your uh, opinion on uh, the grand final on this coming Sunday. Mm. Um, I'm a Glenelg member, supporter, go to all the games, love the Bays. We're hoping for us to win on Sunday, but I'm just a little bit worried about that extra week off we were, we're actually uh, having compared to Sturt, who are continually going through and winning, of course. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that with uh, the advantages and the disadvantages for Glenelg? Yeah, so, I don't know. Like, history would say that it, it's okay to, you know, it's probably, if, it, if it's ever going to take effect, it's going to be in the first 10 or 15 minutes where, you know, the other team... Uh, up and about, they've they've had the continuity of playing week in, week out. The best Glenelg would have done would have been some match practice probably for 30 minutes or so uh, last weekend. It would have trained this week. So potentially at the start, you might be, you know, a, a little bit sort of uh, take a little bit of time maybe to settle into the game. But I would think overall it's a massive advantage because we know that Sturt have had to play every week and every week it's been a tough knockout battle apart from the first week. So you've got to lay it all on the line. And, and Sturt will have some sore players. There's no doubt about that. And if it is a little bit warmer on the weekend, as it was last weekend, that rest and the control that Glenelg have had will be a massive advantage. So I'm tipping Glenelg. I think that they will most likely win. And I think that advantage will come through in that sort of freshness of you know literally playing one game in three weeks. Tim, we'll send you off to the game, all right, mate? So you've got a double pass Fantastic. to the grand final and the after party. So thank you for calling, Bix. I will hold you to account for one thing. Mm. North Adelaide last year followed the same path as Glenelg and they lost. Well, I didn't say it's guaranteed. No. And there was that was an incredible last second play from Matt Panos. Yes, um, I asked some of the players about that, actually, and I think sometimes some of the players feel they've got a bit of continuity and then they have to stop again, which is mm. challenging. However, then the response from um, some of the Glenelg boys, and I think it was um, Liam McBean, he said, if we didn't have a break, some of the boys wouldn't have been exactly. able to yeah, play the following week. You've got week. knocks and bumps and bruises and yeah. you just get all that that opportunity to do that. You also get the opportunity to sit back and, and watch your opposition and plot and see what works and what doesn't. And, and you know, like I often reflect on that uh, Matt Panos sort of goal. When you look back at that, you know, in the minutia of it, the tap went, it literally hit him in the palm and it stuck and he was on the move. So many things have to come together mm. for that to, to happen and for him to clasp it and then kick it on his, um, you know, his left foot. Like, a couple of inches either way, up a bit higher, hits him on the thumb and just ricochets off his hand. North Adelaide win that flag. That is just so, uh, you know, 
just shows everything has to be in your favour. So many things have to go right. And and it's a game of inches, which we saw on the weekend in those finals with some of those balls that were touched on yeah, the line. Max Gorn stopped his own goal. Millimetres, yeah. And so, yeah, just so many little moments in games have such a big impact. Speaking of Melbourne, 0427154166, Luciano says Melbourne had the best side, ruck midfield and great defence with a good forward line, but yet lost two finals also. Why the heat on the power? Just with that... I'm not so sure they got a great forward line. They had Milksham and De, De Royan, De Ruin. I just can't remember what it is. His name's Van Royan. Yeah. You're saying, you're saying De Ruin. Oh, sorry. We were talking, I must be tired. Today. We were talking about Van, yeah. De Saint. <laughs> so they had two, two of their um, normal front six missing. Yeah. And Tom McDonald hadn't played much footy. But just the point we're making is you make a really good point, Luciano. And what I'm trying to get across here is there is real heat in Adelaide about Port Adelaide. Go to Melbourne. You wouldn't you wouldn't read anything about Port Adelaide in Melbourne and it'd be the opposite. Simon Goodwin is under the pump for going out in straight sets twice, as are some of the you know, Petrarca and some of those great players who haven't been able to get it done in the last couple of years. We have to go to who to break and we'll come <laughs> back with your nomination for most reliable on SENSA. Tire Power. Think safety this month. Get the five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. Montaigne Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Mark Bickley, it has been a massive show today. Um, a few texts very quickly. 0427-154-166. Uh, Andrew says the Bays have had a hard, brutal, as the coach says, match simulation each week on their week off uh, much longer than 30 minutes. I'm confident both league and reserves have done everything they can do to prepare for the grand final. Go the mighty Bays. Nervous and excited. Andrew, give us a buzz, mate. We'll um, send you off to the grand mm. final. Well, that makes sense. They've done everything right. Glenelg, I'm sure they'll be Shane from really North Haven well. says, if Ken isn't the problem for Port Adelaide, then is it time to move on Chad and Nathan Bassett? Richmond made massive changes leading up to 2017 and won a premiership. Um... Well, there's a couple of things. At, at Port Adelaide have had some uh, rejuvenation in their coaching setup. Um, you know, there was Schofield, there was Montgomery over, you know, in the last two or three years. So they've already changed it up a little bit. It's not to say they can't continue to do so if they feel the need to, but it's um, it's no good making change just for the sake of change. You've got, you've got to replace those people. And if they're really good at what they do, you know, don't just do it for the sake of it. But at, I, don't, I don't think that's... That's something that I wouldn't be looking at. I reckon absolutely I'd be checking everything at the moment. Quickly, who is your most reliable thanks to Remix? Marty Matner just keeps getting it done. Uh, back-to-back premiership coach. And now, of course, uh, he's steering Sturt back into the grand final again this year. Wheels and rims with safety requirements and mining specifications thanks to Remex. Tomorrow on the show, Josh Gablich will bring us up to date with the CBA. We'll speak to Luke Partington from the Bays and we'll be back in Studio Lumo. Actually, Kane Corns tried to call just to discuss why he kicked us out of Studio Lumo, but unfortunately, we've run out of time. No, we made out we were busy. We Absolutely. So sorry about Refused that, Refused to take it. See you tomorrow. Talk to the hand.